Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What's going on, everybody? TikTok, Instagram, come on in. It is Tuesday night. We're going to do a quick preview. We're going to do a quick preview of our um, uh, tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. It's going to be amazing. Come on in. Do me a favor. Speak to me as you come in and let me know where you are watching from. Speak to me and let me know where you are watching from as you come in. What's going on TikTok and what's happening IG? Just on TikTok and IG tonight. If you're, if you're on TikTok and you don't follow me, make sure that you follow me. If you're on TikTok, you don't follow me on IG, make sure that you follow me. All of my social is at Bishop Foreman, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-N. All right. Come on in today. I pray you all have had an amazing day. And uh, it's good to see you all. Come on, where you watching from? Where you watching from? Aurora, good to see you. Come on in and do me a favor, share. Over here on TikTok, click the little share button, the little arrow at the bottom, and you can share tonight. And Instagram, click the little uh, triangle, and you can share tonight. Also, when you share, people get saved. Guys, I, if I if memory serves me correct, Jersey, Michigan, good to see you. We are two. We are just two decisions away from 130 decisions for um, the year that we've been able to record. So I'm believing God. Who will believe God with me tonight that we will see those two? Westminster, good to see you, that we will see those two decisions tonight. Shout out to those of you who have already begun to use the badges over here on IG to sew. Um, Vallejo, California, Panama City, New Orleans. Come on, Nola. Good to see you tonight. Also, super, super excited about that. Uh, all right, listen, again, come on in, like the video, and uh, make sure, or this is TikTok and Instagram, don't like it, but share it, and let me know where you're watching from. So listen, we are starting a brand new uh, series, or have started, excuse me, a brand new series called Stop. Can I get a few of you to just type that on the screen? This series is all about things that you need to stop so that because there are things that God wants to start. And the truth is there are certain things that God cannot start until there are some things that you must stop. I'll say that again. There are some things that you must stop so that God can start. Uh, and sometimes what you're doing, it's not even that it's sin. Uh, I taught you this and when we first were getting ready to open up this series, sometimes it's just what you're doing. It is, it's not appropriate and it is not productive. Productive means it doesn't produce results. Number one, everything that doesn't produce results, you cannot do that in 2022. I need you to type this on the screen. I will be productive. And then there are certain things that you're doing where it's not that it's unproductive. It's just inappropriate. And uh, uh, the word appropriate means uh, it's a contextual word. What does that mean? is that some things may be appropriate in a certain time and a certain season of life, but they may not be appropriate in another time. For example, today in Denver, uh, it was cold a few days ago, like a week ago or something like that. It was like 70 degrees, almost 80 degrees. It would not be appropriate to dress for 20 degree weather as you would for 70 degree weather. What will happen is that when you're not dressed properly, watch me, it will affect, watch me, you're gonna overheat or you're gonna get too cool too fast. What happens for many people is that what you're doing was appropriate, watch me, in a certain time of your life, but it's no longer appropriate. It was appropriate when you were at the valley, but you're not in the valley anymore. It was appropriate when you were a victim, you're not a victim anymore. And so in all of that, this series is all about what you need to stop so that God can start some things. All right. Um, and in that, I began to walk you through Ecclesiastes when we opened up um, this series preview, because Ecclesiastes chapter three, Ecclesiastes is this book. Uh, Ecclesia is the word there, which means called out people. Well, called out people literally means the church. So watch me. We are called out. I need for some of you to be grateful that God has called you out of generational curses, called you out of darkness, called you out of being a victim, called you out of being overcome to being the overcomer. He's called you out. You are the called out of the Lord. Not perfect, but you called out. Come on. Who can celebrate the fact that you are the ecclesia? I am the called out of the Lord. And here's what we say. We may not be where we want to be. 
come on preview, but we can thank God that we are not where we used to be. So in all of that, guys over here, make sure you click that share button down there on TikTok. Um, 94 likes already. That's cool. TikTok, let's go. In that, Ecclesiastes, it's literally a book that is written to us, the called out. And in Ecclesiastes chapter three says there's a time, verse one, there's a time and there's a season for every purpose under heaven, which means there's an appropriate time for something to happen and there's an appropriate season for something to happen. Look at me. The season that you are in, in 2022, it is, watch me, a season of weird. Weird is not a bad word. Weird has five different definitions. Number one, it means to do your assignment. This year, you're going to do what you were created to do. Number two, it means supernatural. Number three, it means zany. Number four, it means um, uncanny. And number five, it means creepy, but not in a bad way, in a good way. You're literally going to say, is this finally happening for me? Now, the time you're in, pay attention, the time you're in, listen very carefully, please, the time that you're in is this, is, is, is that the times uh, and the seasons work together. See, the season will last longer than the time. Pay very close attention to this. So look at verse two. Here's what he says. A time to be born, a time to die. Uh, you cannot treat a time for something to be birthed the same way you treat a time for something to die. You got to hear me. It requires different skills. It requires, watch this, different emotions. Some of you, you're trying to birth something, but you are using the emotions that are necessary for something to die. What's going on, y'all? You are using the emotions that are necessary for something to die. So you're not even joyful or have an excitement about what you're birthing because you have the wrong emotions for the time that you're in. Let me see if I can take it further. He says, a time to plant, a time to uproot. There are certain times when your focus has to not be about what you can get, but your focus has to be about what you can give. For many people, your issue is that you are constantly trying to uproot something, but that's not the time for that. Sometimes you're going to have to put uh, the time in to sow before there's a harvest that's ready for you to reap. So if you have the wrong emotions, if you have the wrong mentality, you're going to be trying to uproot something that's not ready. There's nothing worse. Watch me. One of the reasons that I don't cook a lot other than breakfast stuff, one of the reasons that I do not cook um, is because I don't, can I be honest with you? I don't like sitting there waiting for the food to be done. I'm the type of person, I remember I was cooking a cake one or baking a cake one time. And I was like, oh my God, is this cake done? Like, come on, like I'm ready to go ahead and eat. And so I would take it out too soon. For some of you, you gotta hear me, you, you're in, the season is right. But the timing is what you got to master because you're using the wrong emotions, the wrong strategy at the wrong time. So when it's time to plant something, that means I cannot get mad that I'm not getting anything back immediately. Y'all better talk to me in these comments tonight. If it's time to plant, I cannot be mad that I'm not getting anything back immediately. But watch me. When it's time to uproot, I cannot spend all of my time um, um, uh, 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 in the opposite time. Look at verse three. A time to kill, a time to heal. So watch the. He says there's a time where you need to watch me. There's some things that need to die. There's some stuff you need to kill. The old version of you needs to die. The complaining version of you needs to die. The lazy version of you needs to die. The doubting version of you needs to die. The inconsistent version of you needs to die. But then there's some time for something to heal. Watch me. For some of you all, pay attention. For some of you all, it, um, there are certain relationships that need to die. But watch me. You're, you ready for this? I'm going to drop a bomb on you. You're trying to heal when you need to kill. But you're, you're, you're in, you're, your timing is off. You're trying to heal a relationship that needs to be killed. And then some of you, it's the reverse. You're trying to kill a relationship and it's not bad. It just needs some healing. Come on, y'all talk to me. Verse, uh, it goes on verse three, a time to break down, a time to build. If we're breaking down, this is not the time for you to be setting up. If we are breaking down, this is not the time for you to be setting up. If we're setting up, this is not the time for you to be breaking down. Some of you, watch me, you're trying to set up and break down at the same time. So your emotions are off, your skills are off, your talent is off. Let's go to verse four, a time to weep, a time to laugh. When it's time to be serious, it's not time to play games. And I need for y'all to hear me. In 2022, you're going to have to take your life serious. 
You're going to have to take your life serious. You're going to have to take your life serious. You're going to have to take your life serious. Um, and which means it's, it, watch me, it's not always time for jokey joke. It's not always time for jokey joke. Some people do not know. Um, there are certain people that I deal with in different contexts. Maybe we do business together and they're also a colleague and, and may also be a friend. They have to know when we're in diff the different context, because if we're in business and you come at me on some friend stuff, you're about to get your feelings hurt. Why? Because this is not the time for that. Oh my God. I need you to type that on the screen. Check the time. Check the time. This is not the time for that. There are certain times um, when it's appropriate uh, to be jokey joke, but there's sometimes where it's not the time for that. This is not the time for that. This is not the time for that. Y'all not talking. All right, let's go. Verse um, uh, verse four, time to weep, time to laugh, time to mourn, a time to dance. When it's, there are certain times you literally need to mourn and take time to grieve the loss of something. But look at me. But you're not supposed to stay stuck in mourning. And tonight, I came to tell some of y'all on this preview, you have been in mourning for too long. You have mourned who left. You mourn who walked out. You mourn what didn't work. You mourn what shut down. You mourn what you thought life was going to be, and it has not yet become that. But it is not time to mourn. Watch me. It's time to dance. Dance is a celebration. I saw a post on my Instagram today, that video of that little boy doing that little dance. <laughs> that little boy was getting it. The boy was getting it. And, um, and, and I, the Lord said, listen, I want you to celebrate today. Watch me in anticipation of what I'm going to do tomorrow. So I said, listen, Lord, I'm going to celebrate on Tuesday in anticipation of what you're going to do tomorrow, because I cannot stay stuck in any state of uh, negativity or disappointment or mourning or any of that. And for some of y'all, you got to hear me. It is time to dance. It is time to celebrate. What am I celebrating? For some of you, your celebration is going to be preemptive, meaning I'm doing it before I see it. For some of you, your celebration is because it's already manifested, but it is not time to mourn the same time it's time to dance. You cannot be on the dance floor crying. And watch me. And then when it's time to mourn, I don't need you dancing. Take the time to mourn and grieve. But then I need you, watch me, to move on. Can I get a few of you who felt like you've been stuck mourning something to type this on the screen? I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Then he says, verse five, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones. He says, there's a certain time where you need the old song with the old song. You say, you need to know when to hold them and when to fold them. There's a certain time when it's time to Cast stones. He said, there's a certain time when it's time to throw something out there. He said, there's a certain time when it's time for you to gather something. They're not the same time. They are not the same time. In fact, only one time in scripture, Amos chapter nine, does the scripture say that sowing and reaping will happen at the same time. That's Amos chapter nine. And Amos chapter nine, he says that there was going to be a day coming where the, as you sow, you were going to be reaping at the same time. Um, that's the only time in scripture where you see those two things happening at the same time. In other words, um, there's a time to do one. There's a time to do other. Let's go. Um, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. Um, there's a time uh, to be lovey-dovey. Uh, and whatever context, that could be family, that could be romantic, marriage, whatever. There's a time for that. And then there's a time to handle business. Some of y'all, watch me, you are too, watch me. You do not know how to separate the time. So you want to be lovey-dovey when business needs to be handled. I think about that. Uh, there's this video on social media of this uh, news reporter. And as he was reporting the news, his mom pulls up behind him and says, hey, baby. And he's like, oh, my God, mom, I'm on the air. Hey, baby. And he's like, go, mama, go. Um, anybody seen that? Wave at me if you've seen that. Um, while she meant well, that was not the time for that. While she was excited for her son, that was not the time for that. And for some of y'all, watch me, you are bringing emotion into a situation that does not need emotion. Oh my God. Look at verse six. I, this one's good to me. This one's good to me. And I'll teach in depth about this later. Verse six, a time to search, listen to me, and a time to count as lost. Y'all better talk tonight in these comments. He said, there's a time when you need to go looking for it. And there's a time where you need to just say, I'm going to count that as a loss. I think I better let it go. And there's certain times he says, you need to let that go. Ooh, who did that just hit like a ton of bricks? He said, there's a time to keep looking for it. And then there is a time where you need to just count it as loss. 
There's a time where you, watch me, where you try to fix the friendship. And there's a time when you say, we ain't going the same direction no more. There's a time when you try to fix uh, the family situation. And there's a time when you say, they crazy, I'm moving on. You cannot do the wrong thing, excuse me, the right thing at the wrong time. I'm going to say it again. Do not waste time doing the right thing, but doing it at the wrong time. Um, can I go further? Let's go. A time to keep, a time to discard. He says there's a certain time where you need to hold on to stuff. And there's a certain time you need to let things go. Um, for many people, we hold on to things too long. And listen, I mean this in lots of levels. Some of you, you're holding on to clothes you've not been able to fit for years. For years. Talking about I'm going to fit it one day. Baby, bye. Um, there's a mentality there. The mentality is that sometimes we will hold on to things too long. The Bible says there's a time to keep some stuff and there's a time to throw some stuff away. There's some things you have to throw away. There's some ideologies that you have to throw away. Today, I was with, um, I was uh, speaking with a group of pastors that um, I mentor and, and lead for my pastor and as part of me serving him. And uh, somebody says, in my closet, Bishop, come on here. Uh, so, somebody says, you coming from my closet. All up in your closet, all up in your, because watch me. Why ask God for new if you want to hold on to old? Can I tell you something? This is real life. Every few months, I, uh, really now every few weeks, I will go through and I will clear out a bunch of stuff and I will sew it or whatever needs to happen. And do you not know, before I can even get it sewn, the Lord replaces it. Years ago, I've told all this story before, when I lost when I lost the first 95 pounds, I gave away all of my clothes. We bust in a bunch of homeless men, excuse me, men in transition. We don't use the term homeless. Men in transition, men that were in shelters, all of that. We bust them into the church. We fed them. And then after church, I had the privilege of being able to put men in their first suit, their first tie. I had to give away all my shoes. I didn't realize how much fat our foot has. I was like, oh my God, like how did I change shoe sizes? I didn't realize some of your shoe size was juicy, uh, juiciness. I didn't know. And so I did all of that and I given it all away. And I literally had to start over. Do you hear me? After years of building a wardrobe, I had to start over. I had two outfits, y'all. I had two outfits, two outfits. Um, and I had to start over from scratch. I said, Lord, at least let me, you know, get the stuff on consignment or something. Like, let me get a few dollars from this stuff. He said, no. I was driving down Colorado Boulevard. He said, give it all away. He says, don't you charge for nothing. Don't you sell nothing. He said, you give it away. And I was giving away nice. I wasn't giving away trash. I take good care of my stuff. I was giving away good stuff. The Lord said, give it away. When I released it, pay attention. God made sure that that's, I do not like that today. I did not. While I was in Birmingham, somebody walked up to me and said, uh, you know, man, God, where'd you get those from? Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from? I said, you want to know the truth? I said, nothing I have on did I, watch me, you ready? Nothing I have on did I get myself. Everything that I have was given to me. Everything that I had on that particular day, I said, all of this was given to me. Why? Because I released. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious or to self-aggrandize. What I'm doing is to teach you a principle. There is a time to keep and there's a time to discard. But anything I discard, watch me, it's seed. You, everything that leaves your hand does not leave your life. Y'all got to hear me. Everything that leaves your hand, it does not leave your life. It does not leave your life. It does not leave your life. I'm going to say it a third and fourth and fifth time. It does not leave your life. You have got to learn. What the Bible says, there's a time to keep, a time to discard. For us, it's not discarding, it's sowing. Can I get you to type that on the screen? I'm a sower. I'm a sower. I'm a sower. I'm a sower. Then let's go further. Uh, uh oh, what happened? Here we go. Then it says, um, where are we at? Ecclesiastes 3 and 7. A time to tear and a time to mend. There's a time to rip some stuff up. There's a time to put some stuff back together. You cannot do the right thing at the wrong time. If it's time to mend it, we can't be trying to tear it up. For some of you, you need to ask God, God, what is it time for me to do about this situation? 
What is it time for me to do about this situation? Because I don't want to do the right thing, but I'm doing it at the wrong time. All right. And then he says, oh, this one's good. Uh oh. Y'all ready for all my control freaks? I'm coming for you. I came for your closet. Now I'm coming for your mouth. You ready? A time to be silent and a time to speak. The Bible says there's a time for you to just shut up. I say that with all love. For those of you that I'm going to say my piece, I'm going to get my part out. The Bible says there's a time for you to not say anything. You ready? And that's normally, pay close attention, when there's nothing to win. I was chatting with a pastor the other day. They had a situation that's going on. And he said, well, should I do this? Or should I do this? And I do this. And I asked him this. I said, let me, let me tell you something. I said, what is there to win? I said, is there anything to win? I said, because if there's nothing to win, then why would you, why would you, why do that? Why even make all of, why say all that if there's no win here? For some of you, watch me, your desire to speak is the reason you haven't seen the results you want to see. Because sometimes the right thing to do is to just be quiet. The Bible says there's a time to shut up. It's the Bible. That's Bible. Well, now I'm going to tell her, for what? She don't listen, no how. What you for the, well, because she don't know where I stand. She don't care where you stand. Do you think she, you think that's going to do something to her? Do you really think that's going to do something to her? But well, I just, I'm not the silent type. The Bible says you're supposed to be sometimes. Ooh, ooh. The Bible says we're supposed to be sometimes. For some of you married couples, this is important because sometimes you can diffuse an argument by silence. By silence. For some of you parents, you can get through to your child with silence. Don't say nothing. Let them come ask you. This is why some of y'all need to get registered for that parenting masterclass we're going to do. It's going to be great for single parents, especially if you're raising boys. One of our members who deals with children and is a uh, clinical psychologist and all of that, very well credentialed, is going to be doing that with me. And, uh, and it's going to be fantastic. But for some of you with your grown kids, the truth is you talk too much. That's why they don't hear you. That's why they don't hear you. So sometimes you have to be silent and your silence, watch me, your silence will make them seek you out. You better talk to me. They'll seek you out when you're silent. I used to, cause I'm very paternal by nature, paternal. Um, and so I love the people that I lead, especially those that I have poured a lot into. And one of the things I had to learn, and please learn from me, one of the things that I had to learn was the power of being silent. Just be quiet. Just don't say nothing. And, and I was like, but God, they're going to do this and they're going to do this. He says, son, you're going to misuse your energy because they're, if they're not hearing you right now, if they're not hearing you right now, if they're not hearing you right now, if they're not, if they're not listening, you're just, you might as well go talk to the wall. And for some of y'all, this is your frustration. You say, I call them and ain't nothing changed because it's the time to be silent. Your silence will make them seek you out. That's what I can stop the preview right there. Listen, let's take the offer and do the decisions and start right there. Your silence will make them seek you out. Okay. Um, I've learned when I go in certain rooms, hear me. Um, a lot of people want me to speak and to talk and all of that. And what I've learned is that sometimes the best thing for me to do is I just am silent because I'm a student. So I don't have to go in and tell everything I know and, and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going, mm, I ain't going to do that. I'm, most times, be honest, depending on the room I'm in, I may be relatively quiet. And you know what happens? Bishop Foreman, what do you think, sir? What do you say needs to happen? What are you thinking? How do you want it to be? What do you want it to be? How do you think it should go? Why? Because silence will make people seek your voice instead of ignore your voice. That's the whole word. Uh, let's go. Time to love, time to hate. Hate there means love less. Hate there means love less. Um, which means, and I'll, again, I'm going to teach in these in depth later on. In the, well, I plan to get to these later on in the series. Um, a time to love, time to hate, love less. There's going to be certain times in your life, certain times in your journey, certain times, you know, thanks over here, TikTok, for sending the likes. Y'all make sure you share. We're on Instagram and TikTok tonight. Um, it means there's a time when, you, when the love for one, listen to me carefully, is going to have to I don't want to use that word. It's going to have to preempt the love for another thing. The love for one thing is going to have to preempt the love for another thing. Can I give you an example of this? Let's use the Lord. There's going to be a time where sometimes, watch me, you may love 
You ready for this? This is about to get real deep, real fast. You may love your child, but there's going to be a time where you're going to have to love them less than you love the Lord. What does that mean, Bishop? Which means what they want is going to have to not be taken into consideration because I love the Lord more than I love you. Did y'all hear what I just said right there? I love the Lord more than I love you. You may, y'all ready? You may love your friend, but there's going to be a time where you may have to say to your friend, I love you, but I love you less than I love the Lord. You may have to say to your spouse, I love you, but I love you less than I love the Lord. That's what the word hate there means. It means to love less, which means sometimes love is going to have to be ranked. Oh my God. That's a whole nother message for a whole nother day because it determines your priorities because what I love less is not top priority. What I love more is always top priority. Did y'all hear what I just said right there? Did y'all hear it? Um, in, in, in accepting the call to be a pastor and later on a bishop and all of that, I'm just using me as an example. Um, I had to make a decision that I loved me less than I loved the Lord. I had to say, God, I love you more than me, so I will accept the call. I had to say, God, I love, I love you more than me, so I have to obey. I love, here it is, your will more than mine. So love sometimes has to be ranked. Oh my God. So that's what the word hate means. It means to love less. There's a time where you, watch me, where you're, when love is going to have to fall into ranks. Love is going to have to fall into ranks. Oh, wow. That's a whole nother word. That's a whole message by itself. So Sunday's message, we talked about this. Um, stop. Because remember, there's some things you got to stop so God can start. Some things you got to stop so God can start. Y'all need to tweet that to me and Insta story that to me because that, I mean, this whole little lesson right here was really good. It's like Tuesday night Bible study and like Saturday night Bible study. Because if you pay attention, y'all know y'all get a whole revelation on Tuesdays and Saturdays that I often don't even go into in the messages. All right. So um, Sunday's message was called Stop Praying About It. And in case you missed it in our app, you're going to have to go watch, get it in our app. Um, you need somebody. I'm on both streams. I feel like I will miss something if I don't watch from both angles. Come on, let's go. Um, how do you get our app? Text the word harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746. Can I get you all to type that on both platforms? Text the word harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away uh, to show you how to get our app. And you can stay connected and you can do all of that. Now, look at him, look at him. Um, for many people, prayer is a passive posture, right? And people say, I'm praying and waiting on the Lord. Can I tell you something? Prayer is not passive. Can I even go here? When the Bible says, they that wait on the Lord, they that wait on the Lord, Isaiah 40 and 31. A lot of people take that scripture and you take it totally somewhere the Bible does not take it. Prayer is not passive. Look at me. Nor is waiting. When I am waiting on the Lord, that's not a passive posture. What is that? It is a posture. Watch me. Prayer produces a plan. Then I have to work the plan. Prayer tells me the actions to take. Then I have to take the actions. Waiting on the Lord means I'm serving him while I'm waiting on him to manifest something. So today, um, my whole declaration today was, Lord, you have a God that provides. You are the God that makes it happen. You are the God that makes it come to pass. Uh, I am not sitting waiting on him to drop something in my lap. I'm doing everything I can do. Watch me. And my waiting part is that as I do everything I can do, God will do what I cannot do. Waiting on the Lord is not. That's like somebody saying, I'm just waiting on the Lord to give me a job. Well, have you filled out any applications? Have you improved your resume? Let's go here. Have you improved your interviewing skills or do you interview like an entitled, arrogant, pompous person that like they, they uh, y'all finna be blessed. You know, y'all, y'all finna, you know, y'all need to type, take, hire me. Nobody wants to hire somebody that, that is arrogant. Confidence is great, but arrogance, ain't nobody into that. It's quiet on the chat tonight. Okay. All right. So if you've not done anything, I'm just waiting on the Lord to, you know, bring me a good house. Are you looking? Are you looking? 
I mean, you know, are you checking for deals? You ready? Let me give you a tip. Are you only looking for stuff that's hitting the MLS? Or are you looking for are you looking for some houses that then fell into foreclosures so you can get a little bit better deal? It's quiet in the chat. Or you want to go out, oh, oh, I see what you want to do. You want to go out there and pay full price like everybody else. Prayer is not a passive posture. Prayer is an active posture. You got to hear that tonight. It's an active posture. And look at this. James 4.2. Ye lust. And we use King James Version on Sunday. Ye lust and have not. Congratulations on a new job. Um, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and ye war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Prayer. The word pray means to ask. Pay attention. Many people don't ask. Many people don't ask at all. Then many people are actionless after they ask. Many people are actionless after they ask. You will pray and you will ask and then you will do nothing after you ask. Prayer is not passive. And especially those of you that grew up in church, please hear me. It is not passive. If I pray about something on Monday night, you can best believe I'm going to get it on Tuesday. If I pray about something on Tuesday, you better believe I'm going to get it on Wednesday. You better believe I'm going to get it on Wednesday. Look at this. Many people never ask. So you mad, but you never ask. Then many people, after you ask, you're actionless. How many of you can be honest that there's some things you wanted from God you never asked for? Wave at me. There's some things you wanted to see God do, but you literally never asked for. Wave at me. Wave at me. You never asked for it. How many of you, you prayed for it, but after you asked for it, you did nothing? Can I get you to just drop a number one on the screen? So I can see your responses. If, you've, if there's things you never prayed for, but you wanted God to do it, wave at me. So can I ask you a question? How can you be mad at a waiter for bringing you what you never ordered? How can you be mad at a waiter for bringing you what you never ordered? How can you be mad at a waiter for never bringing you what you never ordered? You can't. Same way you can't be mad at God for not bringing you what you didn't ask for. Number two. Number two, you ready? Number two, um, drop that number one on the screen. I don't want to confuse you. Drop that number one on the screen. If after you pray, then you're actionless. You're actionless. Lord, I just believe in you for some good friends. And you take no action to get good. Watch me. If I was praying for good friends, I'd first be a better friend. I'd first be a better friend. This is so good tonight. Then number two, I would pay attention to the traits of people to make sure from a distance that those traits, that those traits fit the type of friend that I'm looking for. You got to hear what I'm saying. Then watch me. As I said, prayer isn't passive. So you can't be mad that you don't have what you didn't ask for. And then you can't be mad that once you asked, you were actionless, so you never got it. And I know what some of you think, well, Bishop... I don't want to ask for it because, you know, what happens if I don't get it? Okay, let's do this. Drop a two on the screen. Drop a two on the screen. If you're like, Bishop, I don't like to ask because I don't, I don't want to be disappointed. Drop a two on the screen. I don't want to be disappointed. Can I ask you something? How can you miss what you've never had? How can you be disappointed about what you never had? I heard that frame saying from somebody, um, I think... <laughs> And, and that thing sticks with me right there. How could you miss what you didn't have? I'm like, well, I don't want to be disappointed if I ask for it and the Lord say no. Watch me. Some of you, you've never asked people for something. Well, I don't want them to tell me no. How are you going to miss what you didn't have? How are you going to miss what you did not have? If they say no, no. You can't be mad. You didn't have it in the first place. But watch me. But I can ask for whatever I want. Y'all better talk to me in this comments. You can ask for whatever you want. You can ask for whatever you want. And you do not have to. You do not have to worry about if the answer is no. Can't miss it. I never had it. But I don't want to ask for too nice of a car in case they say I can't get it. I don't want to get my hopes up. You can't. That is a tweetable statement. 
Y'all need to put that in that Instagram story, okay? I see some questions coming over here on IG. I'm not taking questions right now, but I, I may have some time at the end. So 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 make sure you, you stick, stick to the end and I may be able to get some questions in, all right? Here we go. So in Joshua chapter seven, the Hebrews are getting ready to expand to the city called Ai. Ai, not A-T-L, but Ai. And as they're getting ready to expand, they spy out the land and they discover this is going to be an easy win. Joshua doesn't even send all of his troops. Joshua only sends 3,000 men because this is supposed to be an easy win. And it's so easy. It's supposed to be so easy. Joshua only sends 3,000 people, 3,000 troops to go in. When he sends 3,000 troops, the Bible says that the men of Ai, they beat down, they struck down. 36 of the Hebrews. Now, why does the Bible tell us the number? It's important because 36 Hebrews get knocked down, but there's 2,964 men that are still standing. Look at me. For some of you, what doesn't make sense about the way you feel about what you see is that your loss is far smaller compared to what you have. What you still have is far greater than what the loss was. Who am I talking to tonight? It does not make sense for you to be tripping over that little bit of loss when you still have the lion's share in your hand. And I came to tell somebody on this Tuesday night Bible study preview, because really that's what this is, Tuesday night Bible study. <laughs> I came to tell some of y'all, it doesn't make sense that your heart's melting when you have more than you lost, you have more. How dare you? The Bible says their hearts melted like water. I'm going to deal with that tomorrow night. Like water. Why? They lost the will to fight. When they saw these 36 men get knocked down, they lost the will to fight. And some of y'all tonight on TikTok, some of y'all tonight on Instagram, you've lost the will to fight. And it doesn't even make sense why. I don't even know why, though. It doesn't make sense. Why? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You tell me, I ain't even finna try. What? Two jobs told me no. I guess I'm just gonna stop. Are you joking? 2009. Just look at that like money. Let's just look at that like money. If you lost $36 cuz you getting this $4 gasoline. Hmm? And you talking about I ain't driving no more. You have $2900 left. You better get out of there and go do what you got to do. You better go do what you got to do. Okay? Um let's pray this prayer. Father, help us not to focus on the 36, but to focus on the 2964. Woo! You got more going for your good than you do against you. There is more for you than there is against you. I mean, think about that. That's like, okay, let's use M&Ms. And we'll use this since we fasting now. You can't have no M&Ms, huh? Um, and ain't no vegan M&M options. Don't y'all put no questions in the comments about vegan m They don't exist. Um... Uh, there's no fast, friendly uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, M&M option. If, if somebody came and took 36 of your M&Ms and you had 3,000, why in the You really finna be tripping over the 36 when you have 2,900 left? Come on. This is so important. <laughs> this is so important. Ain't no vegan m m options. I just got to say that because I already, I feel somebody typing that with their, I feel their thumbs doing that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. Here we go. Um, so they ended up losing this battle and the men of AI whooped their heads. They whooped them down. TikTok, can I get a few of you to share over here? They whooped them down and pay attention to what happens. And Joshua 7 and 10, Joshua prays. And the Lord, uh, Joshua says to the Lord, why did you bring us over the Jordan River at all? He said, watch me. 
Why did you, why did you bring us this far? And I'm going to talk to some of y'all tomorrow night because for some of you all, your progress is making you, watch me, your progress is making, your problems are making you regret your progress. I'm going to say that thing again so y'all hear me. For some of y'all, your problems are making you regret your progress. It's some, I wish I never would have got this. I wish I never would have bought this house. I wish I never would have got this car. I wish I never would have did this. I wish I never would have did this. I wish I never would have did this. Who am I talking to right now? Where you've been making progress, but some of your problems have begun to make you regret your progress. Wave at me. Wave at me. Wave at me. You're making progress, but your problems are making you regret your progress. Got it? I'll just use another example using me. When I lost all that weight, great progress. Then I had to give it all them clothes. I had to start over. I got it. You know, I'm, I, you know God's been good. And I was like, this is creating a whole other thing. Because every week now, I got to go buy what I'm going to wear. I got to go buy what I'm going to wear every day. I had two outfits. I had to start fresh. You got it? And I started fresh. You got to hear me. Um, he, Josh was like, why did you even, why did we even come across the Jordan River? Like, God, why did we even make this progress? Why did I ever, here we go. Why did I ever say I wanted to do this? Woo. Let's go. We're almost done. And in verse 10, the Lord says to Joshua, get up. In other words, stop praying about it. Why have you fallen on your face? And the Lord says, Israel is sin. They have transgressed my commandment uh, or um, my covenant that I commanded them. They've taken some of the voted things. They've stolen and they've lied and they put them among their own belongings. And this is where things get interesting because the Bible keeps saying they, but it wasn't they. It was one man that did this. Now, one man's name was Achan. Can I get you to type that on the screen? Achan, A-C-H-A-N. And Achan's name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, Achan's name means trouble, means trouble. Trouble did this. Pay attention. For some of you, watch me. Notice what he says. They've stolen and they've lied. And that's tomorrow night's message. Stop lying. Stop lying. The Lord said they stole and then they lied about it. They stole, then they lied about it. Remember? They stole and they lied about it. And look what the Lord says. And for this reason, the people of Israel cannot stand against their enemies. They'll turn their back, or in other words, run from their enemies. And look at what the Lord says. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. God says, Joshua, you've played, you've prayed. And now let me tell you what the answer is. Stop praying about it. Y'all still in line. And then you're still in line. This is why you lost. Look at me. This is why what should have been an easy battle, you took an L instead of a W. But can I tell some of you all? Watch me. Oh my God. Wait till tomorrow night's message. Can I tell some of you all? Watch me. Um, while you may have taken an L the first time, you better come here. In Joshua 8, they go back a second time. Ooh, and when they go back the second time, you better hit me. They win. Can I prophesy to those of you on message preview tonight? Watch me. Whatever you took an L in last time, can I prophesy to about 30 of you all that will put a praise on the screen right now? But the second time, you're going to win. That's only for 30 of y'all that's going to put a praise on the chat. But the second time, they won. But what did they have to do? They had to stop lying. And that's tomorrow night's message at Harvest. Stop lying. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern, that's where we're going. And I need you all to join me in inviting people to be a part of tomorrow night's experience. It's going to be incredible on campus in Denver and online. I see your praise in the chat. On campus and online, it's going to be amazing. That's tomorrow night's message. How can I share? You can text people. You can use Instagram. Um, one of the reasons I do these is so that you can share. I want to get you excited about the word. So then Tuesday night, you're excited about it. You go to bed excited about it. You tell people about it tonight. And then when you go to work tomorrow or you log in to Zoom or whatever you do tomorrow and sit at your dining room table, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do um, then you can tell people, child, bruh, 
man, whatever you do, whoever you're talking to, church is going to be amazing tonight. You should join me. This is why I do the Tuesday night previews so that you can get people to join you tomorrow night. All right. So make sure that you share this tonight in your Instagram story, your Facebook, all of that. It's going to be amazing. And then tomorrow at work, you want to tell people about it. The best thing to do is do it tonight on the East Coast. It's 1146. But if you up, you know, you probably got friends that are up. Tell them you got to watch this word tomorrow night, because literally uh, when you share, sharing saves lives. When you share, people get saved. All right. So let me say this. We're done tonight. Where's the badge button? It's on here. Um, Somebody tell her how to get to the badges. Um, it doesn't show me that anymore, uh, but the badges are on here. All right. Tonight, if this preview blessed you, be a blessing to it. How can you do that? You can use the, um, the badges over here on Instagram. There's also, um, the, how do you, how do you give? Cause I've seen people using like tips or something over here. How do you do that on TikTok? Y'all tell me in the comments, how do you do that on TikTok? You can give that way through the app, I believe also on TikTok. Um, you can also use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. Somebody says, mine is gone too. It's not on there tonight. Really? But that's so funny, y'all, because some people can use badges. I'm seeing them come through. So I don't know why some people have badges and some people don't. I couldn't tell you. Um, y'all y'all reported to Instagram that they, my badges are missing. All right? But that's why we have so many. That's crazy because some people are giving through badges. I see the badges coming through. How many of you give me a thumbs up if you have the badge? Because I see I'm seeing it. Y'all are giving through badges. That's crazy. Um, these are thumbs up. Somebody says it's the bottom of the screen. It's the T in the bottom of my screen. All right. It isn't showing. So um, uh, and then on TikTok, you can use the gifts. It's in the bottom right hand corner where it says gifts. All right. So you can do that. OK. So I see somebody else saying I don't see them on here tonight. That's crazy. Right. You're right. They probably are A-B testing the feature. Who knows? I don't know. See, but y'all see all these thumbs up? Several people have it. So I don't know. To God be the glory. That's why we have multiple methods to give. You can use cash app, dollar sign with Bishop Foreman, at the number two at the end. Dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, number two at the end. PayPal, Bidmozelle, GiveLify, all of that's available. My email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Last thing I want to do, if you're not a Christian tonight, I'm coming for two of you tonight. If you're not a Christian or more, or you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, or you're like, Bishop Foreman, I want to be sure that things are right with the Lord. If you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on the count of three, I need you to just do that hand rub emoji or say, it's me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer tonight that's going to get things right with God. Don't you hop off of here uh, yet, because this is somebody's moment. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, do that hand rub emoji or say, it's me on the count of three. One, two, three, go. Respond right now. Like, Bishop, I'm not sure. Be sure tonight. Be sure tonight. Be sure tonight. Do not miss your moment tonight. You become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord. Do that hand wavy emoji. Just say it's me. If you're like, I'm not sure if things are right with God, Bishop. I don't really know. Be sure tonight. Be sure tonight. Do that hand wavy emoji or say it's me. I'm going to count you down. Five. I'm waiting on you. Four. I'm waiting on you. Three. Come on. I'm waiting. on. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. Two, don't miss your moment. One, I am waiting on you. I am, look, I feel like old school Baptist. We're going to wait. We're going to wait for you. I only got a couple seconds. I need to, come on. All right, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure, or be sure, or be sure. Like, I don't know, but I want to be sure. Do that hand with emoji or say, it's me. Or say, right, exactly. Won't you come? <laughs> All right, Listen. Everybody pray this for me. I'm believing God that on the replays, I don't see any instant responses now, but I'm believing God on the replay. We have people, tons of people got saved last night. I'm believing God on the replay. We're going to do that. Be sure. I got you. I got you. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace, God, to run this race in Jesus name. Amen. I need you to just text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you are sure. I just want to see two more. I love to see two more. 
uh, uh, before tomorrow night. All right. I love you all. I pray that you have an amazing night. If you came in late, go back and watch the beginning of this. Uh, so much revelation in this tonight. Um, and tomorrow night's message is going to be amazing. I do the previews to get you excited. Anybody else besides me excited about the word tomorrow? I'm excited about it. I do the previews to get you excited about it. So then you can go tell people about it and invite people on campus or online. That's why we do the previews. I love you all. Have an amazing night. And uh, I'm praying for you. You pray for me. Today is International Woman's Day. I pray for every woman. <laughs> I pray for every woman. I did a prayer on Instagram. So Bishop, you covered a lot in 50 minutes. Listen here. Look, come on. Efficiency is the name of the game. Um, I celebrate every single woman. Listen to me, women. Nothing is birthed in the earth except it comes through a woman. And that's not just children. Hear me. That's not just children. That's not just children. Nothing is birthed in the earth unless it's through a woman. Um, think about it. There's uh, when Jesus was ministering, the Bible says there was these women, there were these women that ministered to him, um, that took care of some of the things of the ministry. Um, so while you saw the 12 men, you saw them on the battlefield, so to speak, with the Lord. The ones behind the scene making it happen were these women, Joanna and others that the Bible mentions. You have so many. Phoebe, who was um, uh, a, a leader in, in, in uh, uh, mentioned in Romans. So many great women throughout the scripture have done amazing things. So to every woman, I know this is not, I know this was not the appropriate salute. So don't y'all come in my comments telling me that's not, I know. It's my salute to all of you women. We, we celebrate you. We salute you. You're a survivor. And, um, and whether I'm your shepherd or not, just know that uh, Bishop Foreman is rooting for you. And of course, fellas, you always know that. You always know that. Um, but just know that um, to every woman. All right. Love you all. Have an amazing night. Go sew up this bless you. See you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Go invite somebody to church. Go invite somebody to church. Go invite somebody to church. Love you. Shalom. Bye-bye, TikTok. Bye-bye, IG. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.